Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. All right, so picture this if you will. A young Israelite shepherd boy, small in stature, armed with a few stones and a leather pouch and a sling. Now, a giant of a man, six foot nine, a Philistine, his body covered by an elaborate metal tunic, his arms and legs down to his knees also covered, bronze shin guards covering his legs and metal plates all over his feet, a heavy metal helmet on his head. He carries a javelin, a sword, and a spear a threatening and terrifying image for sure. The Philistines were originally a seafaring people from Crete. They had moved to Palestine and settled along the coast. In the second half of the 11th century BC, they began to move inland. The Israelites, on the other hand, were clustered in the mountains under the leadership of King Saul. The Philistines were enemies of the Israelites. It was their goal to split King Saul's kingdom in two. King Saul got word that the Philistines were on their way to wage war. He gathered his people and helped them to prepare for battle. The Philistines set up camp on the southern ridge, the Israelites on the north, between them a ravine. Neither dared to make the first move. Finally, the Philistines had waited long enough. Instead of a full-on battle, they sent their giant warrior down into the valley to take on the fiercest warrior from the Israelite army. In the Israelite camp, no one moved. Who would even dare consider taking on this giant? A young shepherd boy had come down from Bethlehem to bring food to his brothers. To everyone's amazement, he stepped forward and volunteered to take the giant on. King Saul protested. The young boy persisted. He maintained that as a shepherd, he had taken on fiercer predators than this huge man, lions and bears who had come after his sheep. Reluctantly, King Saul relented. David ran down into the valley to face his huge opponent. Goliath could not believe his eyes. Goliath stands before the bravest, the strongest, the most skilled of God's people, and Goliath mocks them. He makes fun of what they have done and all the things that they cherish. He ridicules their skills and abilities and achievements. He tells them their faith is weak and pointless. And the mightiest of the people from the king down turn their eyes away from him and tremble in fear. When Goliath sees David, he says, was this the best they could do? Come to me so I may feed you to the flesh, feed your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field, he roared. And thus began history's most famous battle. Well, we all know how that battle ends. The giant has fallen, his heavy armor, his sword, shield, and spear crashing to the ground. The young shepherd boy, armed only with his slingshot and pouch of stones. What do you think this is about? What do you think God is trying to tell us through this scripture? What has it got to do with your life? What has it got to do with mine?
The last few years have been difficult for a number of reasons, and it feels like there are giants standing in front of us and mocking us, making us doubt ourselves, making us worry and fear, making us question our strength, wisdom, and ability. They mock us and tear at our faith, making us wonder if God really cares, making us uncertain of what we believe, making us question if we really are able to do anything about them, making us question who we should be taking orders from. And I need to be painfully honest about something. None of us, not you and not me, have the ability and strength, the wisdom or experience to deal with every problem in our world. Yes, there are some, some and actually many things that we can do and we are doing what we can. But, and I think this is important, the truth is that there will always be things, situations, difficulties, and problems that happen either in our personal lives or in the wider world we ca that we cannot handle by ourselves because we don't have the personal strength, the individual wisdom, or experience to deal with them. I want to take a look more closely at our scripture reading, which is 1 Samuel 17. David, who is young and inexperienced, unskilled and too untested, steps forward and volunteers to take on Goliath. And it is important to realize why David is standing up to the giant. He isn't seeking glory, wanting fame, or looking to prove himself. No, David is furious that Goliath is mocking God and denouncing God's people. And David quickly realizes that what King Saul tries to give him, armor and weapons, is not for him. So he steps forward to face Goliath, not with the strength of the world, but with his own faith and certainty. And I need to be careful at this point in our story, because it would be tempting to conclude if we just think, believe, assume that we can overcome the problems in our lives that we can. And that is simply not true. We cannot wish the giants away or triumph simply by being confident. Because remember what I said, there are th many things that happen to us and that occur in life that we cannot face on our own. There are giants that will tear us down and hurt us if we try to deal with them by ourselves. Because the problems are large, daunting, terrifying, and we have reason to fear them. And I'm sure you noticed that I said, by ourselves, on our own, and individually, when saying we don't have what we need to face the giants in our lives. Because this is not a story to teach us how to succeed over the giants who mock us. No, the story of David and Goliath is about how to have faith when we are terrified and facing something that is overwhelming. David steps forward to face Goliath in faith. He steps forward to challenge the fear and uncertainty. He refuses to submit, but instead trusts in God. And I need to stay with this point for a moment, because it's tempting to just skip to the end where David wins and assume that all we need to do is have faith and everything will go the way we want it to go. And that is not what the story teaches, because faith is never about us getting God on our side to do what we want. Faith is about getting God getting on God's side. Remember, David in our story isn't interested in glory for himself. He is focused on defending God's people. He is determined to stand up to the fear and anxiety that Goliath is causing. 
He is going to do that in faith, which means he does not know exactly what will happen, but he trusts in God. For David knows and believes that Goliath must be stopped. And honestly, things look bleak. David is a boy. Goliath is an experienced warrior. David is weak and unskilled. Goliath is strong and a killer. But, and this is the point in our story we need to pay attention to, David is not going, against, going out against the giant by himself. Because while there are things in life we cannot hope to overcome by ourselves, all that changes when we face them with God. And that is what David is doing. And so when he stands up to Goliath, the situation changes. Because while fear is contagious, so is hope and faith and selflessness. Everyone watching David witnesses his trust and belief in God. Goliath mocks David personally and threatens him with pain and humiliation. And David simply replies by preparing himself to defend the people the same way he defends his flock, with what God has given him, knowing that he is not alone because David is with God. And the battle is short and quick as David topples Goliath. And seeing David win the people of God, win over the people, the people of God are emboldened and the enemies. The army that stood behind Goliath runs away. Goliath comes in many disguises. The erosion of Sunday as the Sabbath, it is almost indistinguishable from any other day of the week. Sunday shopping, sports, the secularization of our culture to name a few. Do you remember a time when all your friends at school and all your friends on your hockey team and all your neighbors went to church on a Sunday morning? We all had play clothes, school clothes, and church clothes. It doesn't seem that long ago. Now it is somewhat of a surprise to find out that someone we meet goes to church. We have yet to figure out the wisdom of David, but there is a way. We just need to find it. I am confident that a solution will come but it will come in an unconventional way. I don't know what giants you are facing in your life. Maybe they are personal, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Maybe it's an attitude like judgment that needs to be changed. Maybe they are a result of what's been happening in the past couple of years. Maybe they are for a reason I have not touched on. Can you identify a Goliath in your life? Are you strategizing to determine how you can be victorious over that giant? In your life, there are giants, problems, and challenges, which are strong and terrifying. Don't take them on by yourself. Use who and what God has given you, and allow your faith to guide you in the way God opens up. Because they may be terrifying problems, overwhelming troubles, and mocking giants, they can be scattered, pushed back, and made, way, made to give way. For when we face them as God's people, not looking for what God to do, but what, do what we want, but doing what God wants. When we realize it is not about what we can do, but about what we can do with God, and what we can do together with God. When we act as Christians, seeking to care for and support the people around us, and when we ground ourselves and our lives in God's love and forgiveness and grace, then we have what we need to stand up to those giants. For when we are with God, when we refuse to allow fear and worry to overcome us, then we show the world what we believe, what we know, 
and what we trust. And we, in the end, end up changing the world. For yes, there are giants before us, yet like David, when we stand up to them in faith, relying not on what the world provides, but what on, what on God gives, then the fear and worry and the problems themselves give way to hope, confidence, and a new day. When it comes to the success of unconventional ways of defeating our giants, there is no greater example than our Savior Jesus Christ. He was anything but conventional. A prophetic announcement that he would be born, an incredible conception and birth story, an unconventional upbringing for one who would be king, an unusual way to call unusual associates, a profound, exceptional devotion to those whose society ignored, abused, and pushed aside, an inexplicable charisma that drew crushing crowds made up of rich and poor, religious and non-religious, educated and uneducated, urban and rural, overcoming evil with good force with peace, and death with life. There is not anyone more David and Goliath than Jesus. Jesus was, to say the least, unconventional. Jesus relied heavily on the gifts God gave him. Jesus, Jesus trusted in the Lord. Jesus was a man of enormous faith. And might we grow in our faith. So let's face our Goliaths and be pros. P, pray always not just when we want or need something. R, resist the devil. He is sneaky, and he will do everything in his power to get you to listen. O, obey. Often not easy, but the Bible is a great resource of how to do that. And S, steady and strong faith. You know you have this, so don't give up on it. Remember who our God is. He has promised to be with us and never abandon nor forsake us. Remember what he said to his people. He who knows their God shall be strong and accomplish great things for the Lord. And our responsibility is to believe and to trust the Lord and his word. We are to make sure we are diligently fulfilling our part but by delighting ourselves in him and obeying his commands. Facing one of the most difficult times in our lives, there have been many battles, leaving us feeling disconnected, alone, and divided. There is a lot going on around us right now. In our families, churches, community, country, and world. Leaving all that behind and stepping into worship can be hard. But brothers and sisters, there is refuge in the shelter God has already prepared for our hearts. God is continually working way ahead of what we can see and have planned. Knowing our hearts and the trials and battles ahead, he is so faithful in preparing the way for us. In the midst of the storms we are facing, we have the peace and assurance that he is already there with us, lovingly creating a shelter where the fires of this earth have no power. That is so much easier said than done when we like to think of ourselves as firefighters, the ones always to the rescue to put out the fires raging around us. We do not allow God the opportunity to be who he really is. 
He is so mighty and loves so deeply. We were never meant to carry that weight. God knows where your heart is settled right now and where the distractions lie. What battles are you facing in this moment? What fires do you see around you that need putting out? In what can feel like unending turmoil, God offers stability that cannot be moved and one that we can trust in. This is a timely promise as we wrestle with a divided world, coming together as a community with eyes, ears, and hearts focused on Him. No matter how loud the oceans and wind can roar, our God is in control and gives peace to it all. Let your heart be still and know that He is Lord of all. By the Lord's grace and our help, our Goliath will fall. We are going to overcome him. And may the Lord our God be with you and bless you all. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the story of David and Goliath, reminding us of your presence and power in our life. Thank you for reminding us of who you are and what you can do in our life that you are the Lord, the sovereign Lord, the creator and Lord of this universe. Thank you for the assurance of victory, recognizing that you are our warrior, the one who fights our battles. Lord, thank you for the great privilege that you have given us to be part of your work on this earth. Father God, make us prose, because, as, because our enemies are real and that we are in an unseen warfare. Teach us to pray always, to protect our families from all the attacks of the evil one, and to resist the devil and his forces whose desire is to make us stumble and fall. Father God, as we strengthen ourselves in your word and prayer, give us the grace and power daily to fight our Goliaths and glorify you by our victory. Teach us to fully trust and obey you and glorify you in all that we do. All this we pray in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen.